hello, welcome to episode 23. I'm still in Greece, I'm recording this actually a little bit early. When it goes out on Tuesday, I will be sailing. So I wanted to make sure that I have everything lined up because a few weeks ago I didn't and I was late posting. What's coming up over the last couple of days is responses in regard to conversations and feelings and emotions and how people are feeling in the Facebook group with regards to either what they've been told or how they've been spoken to or how they're being treated and that's what I want to talk about the importance of staying in your body because I'm going to give you uh, (laughs) the answer to that now but I will obviously also give you some tips for dealing with it but staying in your body is so important because you've been told and your mind has been reprogrammed to believe a load of lies and I'm also going to tell you what happened to me and this breakthrough moment that I had I think it was last year might have been the year before and I spent five years going over and over believing that I was bipolar so I'm going to talk about that as well Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level becoming the best version of yourself so you might be going over things you might be questioning everything is an unusual coming out of these relationships you might be asking what's wrong with you you might think i'm not a stupid person i don't understand this how this has happened i'm responsible for whatever a large department of people at work i have a huge responsibility how did this happen you might think, I've invested so much in this relationship, um, how can they just walk away? Saturdays, hang on a minute, because I'm pre-recording this. So yeah, Saturday just gone, so I've pre-recorded the YouTube video, which is ready to be uploaded. That one talks about how they can walk away, it talks about the discard. So I will make sure when I've set all this up that I will put the link to that, even though At this point, it hasn't been, (laughs) I don't want to confuse you too much because your mind might already be confused. Coming out of these types of relationship raises more questions than it does answers. I am going to link the discard one because it does talk about how they can just walk away um, without a backward glance. It's one of the confusing points and, you know, you haven't had closure. So you're just left hanging you're trying to understand or understand what happened you're trying to get answers you're trying to make sense of this feeling of overwhelm you're trying to balance your emotions you might even be trying to get them back because let's be honest it actually feels safer and all about honesty and this is what i wanted even though i knew the abuse was horrific it felt safer to be in that relationship where I knew and didn't understand what was going on, but it just felt safer. And that is what I want to talk about, all of that. You are not stupid. You'd be surprised how many people are duped by these personalities. And you might have seen the red flags, I did. Okay, but these people are master manipulators. You believed what they were telling you. They reminded you constantly about how amazing you were and they told you that maybe you were meant to be together. And they told you that no one had 
ever understood them in the way that you understood them. You might have found them cheating on you, but they then manipulated the situation and they played the victim. It was your fault if you hadn't have done, if you hadn't. They're also really good at this during that idealization stage because they talk about their exes way, way, way too much. And they tell you why they separated. And during that time, what you're doing is you're making, even though you might not be mentally making a note, so on a subconscious level, a seed has been sown. And you might be thinking, wow, this person is amazing. And they, you know, never met anybody and they make me feel great and all these amazing things going on. What they're doing is they're drip feeding. And this is what they do throughout the whole relationship. Drip, drip, drip feeding you with information. So they're telling you why their exes were exes because they didn't do this or they didn't do that. And you're making this mental subconscious know that you wanna stay in this relationship. You better make sure that you know you uh, wear full face of makeup or you get up every morning at five o'clock and clean the bathroom or you do whatever it is their weird things are. And during that time, they're then taking you into that cycle of abuse. So next will come devaluation and then discard and then background to idealization. They use this pattern to trap you. Their biggest fear is abandonment. That's their kryptonite. So they create the space where you were the center of their world. You were idolized. And when they believe that you're hooked up to the drug of choice, which is them, they then throw in a few criticisms. And this might knock you slightly and you wonder what's happening. This isn't the person that you came to know. And you might stop and question them, but they're very clever. They know how to steady you and to how to create a false sense of security. They tell you that they're only joking or they didn't mean it and that you're too sensitive and they love bomb you again. They take you back to that idealization. They know that what they're doing, they're tricking and bonding you in. It's Think of a computer programmer trying to hack into a computer system. This was what they were doing to you. Your system was set up in childhood by your parents and it had a specific code. We are sponges. What we are told, what we see, we feel, we hear as children, up to about the set ages of seven or eight, is where our beliefs come from. We take on those beliefs of our tribe. But think about them. They're, they're trying to hack into that system and they're trying to reroute this so that the people that are around you supporting you, your tribe, they will try and discredit and, and devalue. The abuser plays with your emotions and they have a toolbox ready to trap you further into the relationship. Gaslighting is a covert, aggressive way of distorting another person's perception of reality. And it gets them to the point of questioning their sanity or their memory. I've had actually a couple of people, one person said to me this week, I had to ask myself whether I was suffering with dementia. And triangulation is another tool that they love. They introduce people into the relationship to make you feel jealous or perhaps coerce you into doing something that or behaving in a way that is against your belief system. And they then claim you have trust issues and you then start to question yourself. It's all designed to turn you crazy. Gaslighting is a way of hiding the abuse and uh, gaslighters are compulsive liars. Why would they use gaslighting if they weren't? Why would they need to use it if they weren't manipulative? And they use these and other techniques to gain power and control over you. They create demand 
they make themselves and these people could be fake they might not be real they might just be using or creating someone in their mind making you jealous with them they disappear they might go cold you wonder what you've done wrong what's wrong with you when they believe they've created enough mystery or confused you or worried you they reappear ta-da and once again sigh of relief and they scoop you up and they take you back to that idealization stage and you're sighing with relief, you're back in the safety. But this goes on and the times that you spend in the idealization stage gets shorter, the time you spend in devaluation and discard gets longer. You see the idealization stage as a safe haven. You're receiving your drug of choice, which, um, which is them, they hook you up to various different hormone hits that you get addicted to, but you're having to work each time a lot harder to get them. And you might find towards the end that you're actually living some sort of hell on earth, trapped on a fairground ride. You're standing in that, skate, in that cage and it starts spinning and you're pinned to the wall and then the floor drops away. You're trapped, unable to get off and you're unable to stop that ride. And you might feel the ride slow down but you panic as the world outside seems unsafe to you now. They've created a reality that you now feel safe in and you don't know how to live without them. Although you know it, that it's wrong, you've learned to live with it. It's like that stain on the carpet that you couldn't get out. And over time you get used to it being there and you get to a point where you actually no longer see the stain. Perhaps like me, you saw the red flags and you chose to ignore them. This isn't about blame or accusations. This is about taking responsibility for your own healing. And if you are repeating or having these conversations with yourself, I ask you to stop and then listen and tune into the voice and see if you can hear the tone, the speed and the way that this person or this voice is talking and ask yourself, is it yours? And if you listen back to the beginning of this podcast, you'll hear me talk about how they are trying to hack into your system. They are trying to reprogram you. They're using words, they're distorting your perception of reality. They're changing your beliefs. And now bring it back, yourself back to the present and think, or remind yourself that these were manipulators. Nothing about this relationship was real. These are liars. So, and this is where my biggest bam came from. Working up towards the final discard, I was finding that I was having to really, really pull myself, my energy up. And I've been working with energy for 20 odd years. And I knew I was being dragged down and I used to breathe through these moments and not react. One day I walked into the kitchen and I can't remember what the conversation was about and I tried not to react and in fact I think I initially reacted or went to react and then I pulled my energy back in and I changed everything and I lifted myself up and the comment then came out of my ex-husband's lips and it was we think you're bipolar because you're able to do this. You change from being in a really low mood to going to a really high mood. Now, I did on purpose. It wasn't something that I went from, that was a chemical reaction. It was something that I was completely aware of. Now, my focus didn't go to the fact that I was bipolar. My focus went straight to who's we. 
I can't remember how long this has been going on, but I remember in the June, my ex-husband completely withdrawing from me. I remember his language changing and his clothes were changing and he was out all of the time. And there were a couple of other things that had happened. So I was managing my energy. I was managing my emotions and I wasn't going to let him hijack. However, because I didn't acknowledge and process the bipolar, when everything happened, when we separated and um, we went through the divorce process, my energy levels were going up and down. My emotions were swinging like a pendulum backwards and forwards. I knew that it was abusive. I spent days in rumination going over the relationship, wondering what I did wrong. Had I done something, said something, had I, whatever it was, if I hadn't have done this, if I had, you know, and I, I was learning and researching and trying to find answers, trying to find something that fitted what I kept ignoring was this bipolar statement and I kept going back to maybe I'm bipolar. Nobody ever accused me of it before. I'm not saying that I haven't got mental health issues. I'm sure on some level we all experience depression and um, all sorts of emotions from time to time. I just never thought myself as being bipolar and I kept going over this. Maybe I am bipolar and this went on for years until one day. I was sitting in my office and I was, I can't remember, I think I was getting ready to record something and it suddenly occurred to me, I think it was a statement I was about to make and uh, it came with, hang on a minute, if everything about our relationship was a lie and he admitted to me during our relationship, it might have been during our marriage when, we'd been ma when we got married, was that he told half-truths to his first wife to get away with the cheating that went on. Why am I holding this information when I know that he can't tell the truth? Why am I hanging on to this emotion? And more or less like that, it went poof and it was gone. And I've never thought of myself as bipolar. I try and manage my energy. I try and keep it high. However, I like to be honest with myself and acknowledge the times when I feel low and say, it's okay to feel like that. It's okay to feel like crying today. It's okay and, and, and questioning why and having these honest conversations. Your brain was manipulated. It was tricked. It was, you were lied to. You were told and you were gaslit and you were convinced. It's very dangerous. You were convinced this was all your fault. And this is why it's so important to stay in your body and out of your head. Because those conversations that you're having are, listen to the voices. Those statements that you're saying about yourself, that you're not good enough or that you always do this or whatever it is, you write in your own. The statements that you're talking about at the moment that are in your head that you don't believe you're worthy. Stop and listen to the way they're constructed, to the speed and to the tone that you're talking and ask whose voice it is, because I can bet you it isn't yours, it's somebody else's. Now, whether it's a parent, whether it's a teacher at school, or whether it was the emotional abuser that you've been in a relationship with, with for a short or long period of time, because they can do this damage over a short period of time. Stop and ask yourself, whose voice is it and this is why it's so important to stay in your body and to ground and to breathe because 
breathing, the box breathing, breathing and counting, you're thinking and you're counting from a different part and you're stopping those thoughts in their tracks. It's like putting the brakes on them. And then you can come out and say, hang on a minute. If everything about our relationship, this was a statement I made, if everything about our relationship was a lie, why am I believing this one thing? And I'm gonna leave that thought with you because I bet you can say something very similar. Reword it for your own needs, but remember the importance of staying in your body and out of your head. You've been, you've been brainwashed, you've been retrained. I hope you found this useful. I hope, I hope this little statement can have changed your life in a way it changed mine. I, I promise you it changed everything for me and it helped me move on in such a, a in bounds because it was that one tiny thing holding me back so i'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time